Once again, today we celebrate the solemnity of the Assumption of Mary. Now, for, for most of us, we've just kind of excused the pun here. We've kind of assumed that Mary's Assumption has always been something that the church taught. However, that was not official until 1950. So November 1st, 1950, Pope Pius XII declared by the authority that he had to find that Mary's assumption is a truth of faith revealed by God. And actually before he did that, he sent out a questionnaire to all the bishops of the world. And 98% answered that they considered the dogma to be timely and possible. So the Pope, by the way, referred to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, which in our mind we should go, Genesis 3, okay, what happened there? Of course, we have Adam and Eve. We have the serpent, you know, creation, then the serpent, the serpent, of course, tricking Adam and Eve, so we have sin. But we go to Genesis 3, 15, uh, which has traditionally been interpreted by the church as Mary's absolute victory over Satan, where it states, she shall crush your head. She shall crush your head. So, so often, by the way, when you see an image of Mary, she's standing, right, over what, the world or something like that, but then there's a snake underneath her, and she is crushing his head. You can't, you can't hear it, but if you listen closely, it's right, stomping Mary's head, right? But it's not just a stomp, like, get away, it's a crush, which means she's keeping her foot, and what does that symbolize? That Satan's you know, power has no authority. And death has no victory over us. How beautiful that is, right? That death has no victory over us. Of course, we hear about that in our second reading as well, that through Christ we will have life eternal, that he is that victor by the giving up of his life. But once again, with the assumption, we see that Mary is a sign that we too will have that eternal life uh, with God. You know, sometimes there's a great theological debate that goes on about, about Mary and the, and the question of, in her dormition, did she simply fall asleep for a long time or did she actually die? So something that theologians will, will debate amongst each other. Pastors, well, we have other stuff to think about, but seminarians, we thought about that a lot. I remember one time, we had a three-hour debate where we were in the Holy Land of did Mary simply fall asleep or did she die? And I, I was like, I'm not smart enough to get involved in this conversation, so I just listened. Now, there's no official teaching on the church about this. There's no dogma. Did she fall asleep and then be assumed or did she die? But my personal belief, once again, this is my belief, is that she died. The reason I think that is, well, uh, a lot of different saints through personal revelation have heard Mary say, I chose to die as well. But also another person that kind of references that is my, one of my favorite spiritual authors who is simply becoming probably one of my, my all-time favorite spiritual authors is Father Wilfred Stenson. You've heard me reference him before for my favorite book, which is Into Your Hands, Father. We also wrote a book about Mary, and it's called Mary in the Bible and in our lives. And this is what he has to say about Mary, in his opinion as well, dying. Christian death has become a final, all-embracing act of surrender. At the moment of death, man receives a possibility of gathering his whole life and placing it irrecoverably 
into God's hands. Death is like pronouncing a vow, not with words, but in action and in dead earnest, to belong to him for all eternity. We can be sure that Mary did not lose this final opportunity. And so often when I'm called to, to minister to people near uh, the end of, of their life, you'll see the, the sick person, the person that's, you know, in the dusk of, of their life, be at peace. And I often ask, when, when did that happen? When did that person become at peace? And so often, maybe the, the spouse or uh, the child or sometimes, unfortunately, the parent will say, when I said to my loved one, it's okay, you can go, I'll be all right. And all of a sudden there's, there's that peace. I've, I've witnessed before when someone said that and the person passed away two minutes later. They were, they were hanging on. But we know that this world is not the end. This world is just the beginning. But so often, right, what are we called to do? We're called to surrender uh, to the Lord. When, when it comes to death, I've, I've referenced this before, but St. Ambrose says what? It's not the dead who suffer, but those who are left behind. When we can give in to the Lord, when we can, not, not just in the point of death, but when we can give in and surrender to the Lord, we're going to be at peace. So Father, Father Stenson says we can learn from Mary, actually, how to die. Above all, we can learn that death is an art we can practice our entire life. Mary's unceasing yes was a way of leaving herself to do what? To go to the Father. We hear about that in John chapter 14. I am going to the Father, which is the Christian definition of death. When we die, we're not dead. We're going to the Father in heaven. When one has died countless times during one's life, what we call death is transformed into an assumption into heaven. This is perhaps one of the most important things that the assumption can teach us, by the way, that this death is an assumption into heaven. You know, I was preparing for, for this homily. I continued to read a little more from Father Stenson. I realized he's, he's spewing gold. So I know it's a little different homily than I usually give, uh, but I just want to read a little bit more from him. And of course, I'll have some personal uh, insights in there as well. But I just think, once again, Mary's assumption should lift up our hearts and our souls to realize that she's not the only one that's going to be with God in heaven. We are as well. So this is what Father Stenson says. The church believes that Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven. That is, with her whole personality. Just as Jesus did not leave his body in the grave after his death to return, as a spirit, pure spirit to the Father, but rather took his body with them to show, to allow it to share forever in God's glory. So Mary's body was taken into heaven. What Jesus said to his disciples after the resurrection, a spirit has not flesh and bones as you see that I have. Mary also says to us, I am not a ghost. I am a human being like you, and I am in heaven. I want to pause there, and I hope at this point a smile comes to your face, right? This is Mary saying, I am not a ghost. 
I am a human being like you, and where am I? I am in heaven, which means that we too can be with God in heaven. We go back to Genesis, and we see that separation between mankind and God, that separation in the Garden of Eden. And yet Mary is a witness to us and an example of saying, I'm a human being, and I'm in heaven. You too are a human being. You too can be in heaven. Of course, this is so beautiful when we think about the assumption and to know that our eternal dwelling place is waiting for us with our Father, calling us home. Father Stenson continues, the question of life after death has concerned us since the beginning of time. What happens to us after death? Is our life definitively finished when we die? Are we no more than a creature who appears for a brief moment on the horizon of time only to disappear immediately afterwards? Some big questions, by the way. Or are we doomed to live many lives, as certain Asian religions maintain, in order to find to be dissolved into the divine all? Or do we become freed at death from the body in order to live on as a pure spirit? What the church teaches about Mary gives us a concrete insight into what life after death will be. Nothing of Mary's personality has been lost. Her entire being has been transported to heaven. The old is not destroyed, but transformed. Mary is and remains for all eternity a human being, but a glorified one. This is not a destiny that concerns Mary alone. As mother of the new mankind, she shows what all of us may hope for. Every person who dies in the love of God will be taken up to heaven. Now with half of his being, but with his whole personality. Should it surprise us that not only Mary's soul, but also her body has been taken up into heaven? She had, of course, offered herself entirely to God. At the Annunciation, she placed her body at the disposal of the Holy Spirit, and it became a temple of God when the Spirit overshadowed her. The Spirit was at work in her throughout her whole life. And when she reached the end of her life, she was seized by the irresistible power of the Spirit and a divine hurricane so to speak, was drawn up to heaven. But, I love this part, but our body is also a temple of the Holy Spirit and also stands at God's disposal. Our body is also made holy by the sacraments and above all, by being in contact with the body and blood of Christ. Every single Mass we come and receive the Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ, and he becomes part of us. Just like Mary carried Jesus in her body for those nine months, was a tabernacle for the Lord, so we are as well. We are in contact with Jesus. He becomes part of us. We share in his divinity, and we truly are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And in being so, we are being transformed. Therefore, our body will also at some point be taken up to heaven. Nothing offered to God 
is lost. Everything is taken up and transformed. And all we need to do is be like Mary, saying yes to the Lord. Letting the Lord transform us. Letting the Lord truly take care of us. And knowing when we do this, we'll be with him, yes, now, but for eternity as well. And so today, as we celebrate the Assumption of Mary, let us put our trust in God and follow in the example of Mary as well. Always saying yes to the Lord and knowing when we do that, we too will be with God eternally in heaven.